0: This is Real Life with Kevin West. I'm standing back there doing worship, and then I'm not joking. I, I just had a little bit of a, a I don't know what to call it, a vision or epiphany. or And it didn't happen to me a lot. I just try to zone in, and those of you know me, you might be talking to me for a minute, and I'll drift off somewhere else. And it's because I have ADHD as an adult. No, I'm just kidding. Ask the people who own me. That's because I, haven't, I usually have one antenna up and one antenna down. I just, that's just the way I live. And I walked in here and I haven't, haven't felt well uh, this morning. And um, not bad, I just feel something in the spiritual realm. And I've got a message here that's going to continue on our series that we've been going on. But as I was standing in the back, this is going to sound crazy. Um, when I was a little boy, and my mom might have to help me with this, my grandfather, was worked at a big plant in Ironton, and he also had forty-five kids or something like that. There's a lot of them, and Mom will have to tell me. I don't know how many. There are lots. Like back in the day, it's all they did, kids. You know, Jesus. And um, but he owned a grocery store, uh, which was about. A, he owned a lot of real estate, lots of property. And because he was helping all, he was going to leave it all for his kids. And he did a lot of that. And um, he was a kind of an entrepreneurial guy, very well known. And in, in, uh, in the um, Christian world, he was a part of the, he, the apostolic church there in Ironton. And my mom, and that's where they all grew up, in that church. And one day, and I have no idea why this came back to me. I do. I didn't at the time, the moment. But I'm, when I was a little fella, I don't know if I was five or six years old. I don't know how old I was. But I, mom took me up to the store, to his grocery store that he owned. And I went up there and I was, I don't know if I was, was it a red truck, a little red car? Was it? Blue. A blue car. Huh. And it was a blue car that I would, mom would walk me up and I would, didn't have a motor back in those days. You had to pedal it. He walked in. He just had, or she pushed me. I get up there and um, he comes to me and he brights out, draws out, makes a. he gives me a driver's license at the little, as a little boy. And he said, this is your driver's license to drive that blue car. Keep this. And I think I still have it somewhere. I was sitting back there and I've got Ecclesiastes 3, Matthew 13 and Matthew 27 to preach. And all of a sudden the Lord took me up right, took me up there wherever there is, I felt it, I saw it They're there. And here he was. Dark hair. glasses. He said, "You still have that license. It's just a different car today. Drive it. You have the authority to do it. People smile. And when he passed away, as a little guy, but I can see him. license not just about me, it's about us then all of a sudden three more scriptures came to my mind and Mike if you will I'm going to shift you around a little bit so I'll, I'll be patient with you so don't you don't have to get all nervous nervous back there because I know I'm going to go move, move around in the King James Version, would you go to Psalm 91 and these are scriptures and I'm doing this by memory so if, it, if it's the wrong scripture, you, you didn't hear the Lord when you, you put it in. <laughs> Psalm 91. Here we go, in the King James. And then I'm going to go to the Message Bible after this. He, here we go. That dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou shalt trust. Charlie, you heard it. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with thine eyes thou shalt behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High. Look at this. Your habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion... And the adder, the young lion and the dragon thou shalt trample under your feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and I will honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Well, listen, there is, and if you haven't felt this in the last bit, there's you're going to, and you probably are, and maybe not recognize it. In the realm, and I don't know, I don't even know the vocabulary to use this. In the realm of the spirit, in the unseen, um, invisible world of supernatural, in that world up here, there is more traffic and, and more. Activity and more positioning than you could ever possibly imagine. What you're seeing across the country and the world is physical positioning to protect their 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 the rights, their land, their covenant. they and they fully one hundred percent with all their heart believe they're right. Both sides, but they're going to die for it. You're seeing it. But just as what you're seeing at this realm here by watching it on news and internet and all the social media, you got to know that in the atmosphere of the supernatural realm, I believe that's why the Lord let me I mean, I haven't thought about that since I was a kid, probably. Years. And he brought me up and let me see, and here he was, my grandfather, see it's generational up there and here he is. And he brought me back that story and reminded me of that license. And I saw his faith. He was not unhappy. He wasn't worried. He didn't seem fearful. He didn't seem concerned. He smiled. And I'm looking. I, even remember that I see the glasses. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world is it? And then I felt the overwhelming presence of the Lord when he said, you still have that license, drive that car. In that realm of the Spirit, it's got to become more clear to us Because there is a a, a scrambling of communication in this realm. I don't know if you felt it, but in the last month, maybe a month and a half, two months, Charlie felt it. I've experienced a little, a little, just odd, weird, just stuff that you went, God, that's a nuisance. That's just a nuisance. And then other things you're going, how? I was believing for this to happen, and that did not happen the way I thought it was going to believe. And you're going, God, where, where are you in this? And you start questioning God. And then you, don't, you can't question God because you've been around long enough to know that He's always right. So you, you start questioning yourself, going, what did I miss? What am I doing? How, how's this working? And then all, all of a sudden, you know, you're feeling this thing, and, and it causes you to become weary. Weary in the flesh, run down, in your body in your mind exhausted in your mind because you're fighting the fight of faith the best that you can and you're going I don't know any other way I gotta keep going I gotta keep going and some days are hell on earth other days are Ooh, I see a little bit of breakthrough but my god you get so tired of living in that roller coaster world where some days you're up and some days you're down not even just days sometimes it's hours moments and you're going, what in the world is happening? But well, you just keep on pressing in. You keep right on going. You keep right on pressing. I've got, I've got good news today. I do. Let me tell you what's happening. Turn to Ezekiel. Stay, stay, in, stay in, the King, in the King James. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 1. Now look what's happening. <clears throat> Did I receive the offering? Yes. Alright. Did you guys give enough? Do I need to do it again? <laughs> Here we go. Ezekiel 28, verse 1. I'm almost going to read a few verses. The word of the Lord came again to me, Ezekiel, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyre, Thus saith the Lord God, Because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. This is a picture of, of, of a couple of things. When you begin to get parables and you extract this, it's talking about the Lucifer, the, the, the one that wanted to go above God. It's also talking about fallen man, because that's how man got there, for listening after for listening to the enemy. But saying this is the angel of God, Lucifer, and thou hast said, I am God. Look at this. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man, and not God. Though thou set thine heart as the heart of it. Although you try, Satan, to be that person, that one above God, and you sit amongst the seas, you still ain't it. Let me remind you. Let me remind you that you're not in. Behold, this is what he's saying. Thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. With thy wisdom and with thy understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches. And has gotten gold and silver into your treasuries. Controlling the money. Controlling the currency. By thy great wisdom, and look at this. And by thy traffic, that word traffic means merchandise. It also means travel. If you pull up the internet and you're, you're, you're when, when things are moving across the signals are moving, it's trafficking, right? Your traffic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it's traffic, it's the communication, it's the peddling. It's the misinformation. It's all of this stuff. He, can, he is very good. You've done it. You've taken all the money you have. You've taken all your wisdom and your traffic and has increased your riches, and your heart lifted up because of thy riches. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, because thou hast set thy heart as the heart of God, behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon thee, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit. And thou shalt die the deaths of them that are slain in the midst of the seas. Wilt thou say before him that slayeth thee, I am God, that thou shalt be a man and no God in the hand of him that slayeth thee? Thou shalt die, look at this, the deaths of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. What are you saying? This is the end of the story. Satan, you see yourself wanting to be me. And you think you have the power and, you, and I've given you wisdom and I've given you beauty and I've given you brightness and, I, and you've taken that and you've, you, you've perverted it and you've taken it and made tons of money and wealth and treasures because you know when you get the treasures and the wealth when you get that it gives you resources to be able to do something that. and he went I'm, I'm going to take the traffic and he said "Then you, ta- you, you, you traveled in the, in the communications and perverted the communications that was never intended to be perverted. You counterfeited it. You took it and made it something it's not. Because Satan, Lucifer, you were able then to be in the very, very beginning of time. You were there when I, when I spoke it and created all of this stuff. You were inside information. And now, because the mortal men in the earth don't know all how I work, you do, you have taken that and you've caused them to be afraid. You've caused that to, be a, to build your own kingdom. But I want to remind you, he says, you'll die like a man. You will not end well. You will not. I will take this thing over. I will, and you already have Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. We have a promise in Him. That this thing has to end well. For you. Even though we're in the midst of the battle. And the battle that we're in is not, let's sit back and wait and see what happens. It is a battle of full engagement. Yes. Yes. We have to be engaged. You have to drive the car. Yes. If you don't drive the car and you don't begin to steer and begin to move and begin to lean in. And I'm not talking about just trying anything. I'm talking about you're going to have to trust. Turn to in, in the Message Bible and I'm going to read a story to you and I want you to know. You, what you cannot see, I want to give you a glimpse of what happened in the Old Testament and what happened up in this realm of the Spirit that you do not know. And I want to, I want to set the stage here. There was a communication, a, a council It was a meeting in heaven with the host of heaven that the men of earth were not privy to. The king of of Israel, the king of Judah, all of the prophets that were there prophesying on behalf of God to the king, were all in this place. And what was happening? They're going, "Hey, I don't, uh, you know, we're we're living down here from this position of here." And that's the best we have to offer, so what we do is we we size up our surroundings and circumstances and then we do the best we can with what we've been dealt with. That's what they were doing. But there was something inside those kings that had a knowledge and knowing that the prophets had this antenna and was able to traffic or communicate into the realm of the spirit in the unseen realm. So as they were accustomed to, the king would call the prophets together And the prophets would come and begin to speak and say, "Hey, this is what the Lord is saying." There was a king of Israel whose name was Ahab. Ahab was married to Jezebel. I probably don't need to say anything more about that. Jezebel, one of the most popular names in the Bible. You don't name your kids Jezebel. (laughs) If you did, you better change it. (laughs) You call call them Jeze or something. I don't know. What I'm saying is that she, he was married to Jezebel, and Ahab was a wicked king because he was so weak. And he was known as being weak and known to being wicked. And he didn't do what was right in the size of God. But the king of Judah, which was in the south, was a guy by the name of Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat had a heart after God. Now turn, if you will, to 1 Kings. And I'm doing this by memory because I did not look this up. 1 Kings chapter 22 in the Message Bible. And I'm going to read this to you. And then we're going to get a peek behind the, the curtain of heaven. So I can give you an assurance and a confidence of what's happening in the earth today and in your life, you're going to see you're going to end well. <coughs> this is uh, the king of Israel and king of Judah. Now, after three years, they enjoyed three years of peace. There was no fighting between Aram and Israel. This is king of Ahab. They had three years of peace with Aram and Israel. And in the third year, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. He had a meeting with the king of Israel. Israel's king remarked to his aides, do you realize that Ramoth Gilead belongs to us and we're sitting around on our hands instead of taking it back from the king of Aram? He, he turned to Jehoshaphat and said, Will you join me? What's this? Will you join me in fighting for Ramoth Gilead? What he's saying is listen, and even though he was a wicked man, had three years of peace with this, company, this group, this nation, he knew because he was anointed by God, even though he wasn't the, the, the best king. Here's what he did. He recognized there's an entire territory of people that are under the influence of demonic activity. That was not under the covenant of God. And he says, we we know that's supposed to be ours too. We're supposed to, we're supposed to, that's that's our territory as well. He goes to Jehoshaphat and he says, will you help me fight this, 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 this nation? Jehoshaphat says, "You bet! I'm, I'm with you all the way. My troops are your troops. My horses are your horses." He then continued, "But before you do anything, you Jehoshaphat says, ask God for guidance." The king of Israel got the prophets together, and all four hundred of them, and he put the question to them. King, this is Ahab saying, "Should talking to four hundred prophets? Should I attack Ramoth Gilead, or should I hold back? I need to know. Anybody ever been there?" Do I go forward or do I stay? I'm undecided. I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to go. I think you put it in my heart to go forward. But here I am stopping. It's just a back and forth. Your hands are getting in the way. And over a period of time you get weary of trying to figure it out. Aren't you glad they had prophets that would come to tell them? If that was available back in the Old Testament, do you know the the spirit of the prophet is studied to the prophet in the New Testament? You have the spirit and the spirit of prophecy is Christ. And Christ in you is prophecy. Yeah. You have that same availability to you in you. That's
1: right. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: You don't have to look outside. It's good to have a confirmation, but inside of you, God will speak. Yeah. Now, watch. He said, sure, Should I hold back? Go for it. They, the, the 400 prophets said, Go for it. God will hand it over to the king. But Jehoshaphat, watch, dragged his heels. Is there still another prophet of God around? Here we can... Jehoshaphat discerned that that wasn't necessarily the voice of the Lord. I need another voice. Something is a check inside of me that says, "Mm, that's not it. That's for somebody. But Jehoshaphat dragged his heels. There's still a prophet of God around we can consult. Watch. The king of Israel told Jehoshaphat, as a matter of fact... There is still one such man, but I hate him. (laughs) He never preaches anything good to me. It's only doom, doom, doom. Micaiah, the son of Imlah. The king shouldn't talk about a prophet like that, said Jehoshaphat. So the king of Israel ordered one of his men on the double, you go get Micaiah, the son of Imlah. Meanwhile, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat were seated on their thrones, Dressed in their royal robes. Resplendent in front of the Samaria city gates. All the prophets were staging a prophecy performance for their benefit. Zedekiah, son of Canaan, had even made a set of iron horns and brandishing of them called out. God's word with these horns, you'll go vor Aram until there's nothing left of him. Watch this. All the prophets chimed in saying yes go for Ramoth Gilead an easy victory God's gift to 400 prophets put on a a, a prophetic display the kings were sitting in their thrones go 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 you got this you got this God will do this God will do speaking on behalf of God now watch this they have no idea how it's going to happen and what God is up to but it's bigger than they know the messenger who went to get Micaiah said, The prophets have all said yes to the king. Now listen. We're bringing you back to these 400 prophets. There's two kings, Jehoshaphat and, and, and Ahab, sitting in their thrones right out in front of Samaria. It's a party. It's a big deal. It's, it, it's a big deal. Now, all 400 have said, We've got to go. God said to go. All we're looking for you to say we just need to be unanimous. You need to agree. Listen to this. Does anybody have a prophecy that you saw before, right before, or before maybe a week, two months, I don't know, before uh, Hamas attacked Israel? Does anybody have one that they've heard some preacher or prophet say? If you do, would you send that to me? Would you? I haven't seen one, and I'm looking for one, and I'm sure they're out there. Somebody had to hear it. But Israel hits this pro- but what I find interesting now and I'm not dogging it I'm just saying now everybody's got a prophecy yeah. Yeah. after the war started two, last week yeah. it'd be surely nice to know the social media would have blew up about a week before that or two weeks before that that said this was going to happen yeah. That's right. That's right. not against them uh, we're human we're men right what I'm saying you're going to see there is a new level of prophetic that's going to be released through these times. And the ones that are going to hear are going to hear clear. And the ones that are not are going to be echoes. They're not going to be voices. And if you're listening to echoes, it's okay. Don't take them as a voice. Right? I'm not saying they can't hear now after it's already started. I'm not saying that. But we need to hone in to the ones that are in tune before something happens. What I'm saying to you is that's really good on the internet for the world. You have the ability yourself, because you have the spirit of prophecy in you, to hear your, before your life, before your circumstance, before your situation. You don't have to wait till the thing falls apart before you hear it. That's right. Yeah, that's and then you start hearing. Then your antenna goes up. Then you're. Are you following me? No, no, no. Right, right now, you. And I'm going to show you how this works in just a minute. You, you're going to need to tune in, dial in. The supernatural. Now watch what happens. Make it unanimous. Vote yes. <laughs> but Micaiah said, As surely as God lives, I'm going to only say what God says. With Micaiah before him, the king asked him, So Micaiah, do we attack Ramoth Gilead or do we hold back? Here's what he says. Go ahead, he said. It'll be an easy victory. God's gift to the king. It's unanimous. The first time in the history... Micaiah is giving King Ahab something positive. First time ever. Watch. Not so fast, said the king. How many times have I made you promise under oath to tell me the truth, but nothing but the truth? All right, said Micaiah. Since you insist, <laughs> I'm going to let you in on what I saw. You just asked me, do we go forward or we stop? How's this going to end? How's this going to end? Micaiah, the prophetic, the prophetic in today's world, this is a picture, is going to be able to see into the Spirit, into your life. You will be able, it's not just for somebody else out there on television to see, it's for you to see, for your life, for your family. He said, I saw all of Israel scattered over the hills, sheep with no shepherd. Then God spoke. These poor people have no one to tell them what to do, they didn't have a leader. Where nobody was driving. Let them go home and do the best they can for themselves. Then the king of Israel turned to Jehoshaphat and said, See, what I tell you, he never has a good word for me from God, only doom. Because he smacked Ahab in the face. They don't have a good leader. He said, Yeah, go ahead and take him, you're going to take him, but here's what I saw you're not a good leader. They don't have anybody telling them what to do. Then the king of Israel turned to Jehoshaphat, See, what I tell you, he has never had a good word for me from God, only doom. Micaiah kept on. I'm not done yet. Listen to God's word. I saw God enthroned. Whoa. It went from this to this. Micaiah didn't hear a word down here. He didn't analyze these situation and see what's the best approach to take it. He didn't weigh it out and go, that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. He got enthroned. He saw God enthroned. I saw God enthroned and all the angel armies of heaven standing at attention, ranged on his right and on his left. And God said, how can we, because Ahab was so wicked, how can we seduce Ahab into attacking Ramoth Gilead? And some said this, and some said that. God is in heavenly spiritual realm, has the host and the armies of heaven here, and God looks at them and says, How can we do this? God brings them in the discussion. Yeah, yeah. He brings you in the discussion here for your life. That's right. He brings them into the discussion and says, Hey guys, how can as if God couldn't figure it out himself. That God needed help. No, God wanted, he he wanted them involved because he brought them in the realm of his thinking. And God is not intimidated by wickedness and darkness. We read it in Psalm 91. He's not intimidated by it. He's not intimidated by death. He's not intimidated by things that go wrong. He's not intimidated by war. He's he's just not intimidated. Why? Because God is in control of this whole thing up here. That's right. That's right. And in the spirit, he's, he's making the direction. So I says, then a bold angel stepped out and stood before God and said, I'll do it. I'll seduce them. And how will you do it? God said. Easy, said the angel. I'll get all the prophets to lie. That should do it. Jehovah God. Jehovah Shalom. <laughs> I can go down the list. Jehovah Rapha. Looks back at the angel and says... Go do it. I didn't write that. If we know God is love and God is good and God is true, God is powerful, God is just. And if God authorized that, don't you think he's above that? Because the liar, the seduction could not be preeminent. There had to be something above it. And this has to work in his plan for truth and justice. The, the things that disappoint us in life and frustrate us the most in life and wreck our world do not wreck his.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: He hurts when we hurt. Because we're limited in our knowledge and understanding of what he knows. But the days that we're living in, let's keep going. And that's what has happened. God filled the mouths of your puppet prophets with seductive lies. God has pronounced you do, you're doomed. Just then, Zedekiah, son of Canaida, came up and punched Micaiah in the nose. (laughs) The prophets were fighting. Fist fighting. Kind of like the Republicans now in the house. (laughs) They're not prophets, though. Since when did the Spirit of God leave me and take up with you? Micaiah said, you'll know soon enough. You'll know it when you're frantically and futilely looking for a place to hide. The king of Israel had heard enough. Get him out of here. Turn him over to Amon, the city magistrate, and to Joash, the king's son, with his message. King's orders. Lock him up in jail. Keep him on bread and water until I'm back. But the 400 had a party. The 400 had a... They were saying, this is incredible. Why? Because they were prophesying with limited understanding of, of soaring into the spirit. And they did not see and had the ability to see... What God saw because at the end of the day, Ahab dies, but they did win. Those prophets didn't end up being wrong, but they weren't they didn't know that. The difference between New Testament you covenant people with Christ is you get inside information. That's right. You don't just get the end. We already know the end's gonna do well. We already it has to end in your favor, right? We know that. Why? Because we read the end of the book. But now we get the privilege while we're here on the earth to soar into this realm of your life. Your kid's life. Your job. To discern and hear and see and feel and touch and be included in and brought in to God's counsel. That we can communicate with Him and He can give us the inside information. 400 prophets were not wrong. But they just didn't know the fact that... Ahab's dying in this process. Ahab's going to end up ending bending bad. You see what I'm saying? It was going to, and he ended up, you know the story, he ends up getting killed by a king. His life ended bad. He got killed. But they, the problem is, we are today, and we're seeing all this stuff, listen, it's going to get more complicated in the world. But if you will tap in to what God has already placed inside of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you will be able to navigate your life and whether Iran jumps in and they probably will whether um, United States or we have attacks in this country all of that it's not a time to be fearful Amen. it's a time to tune in yeah. and because Lucifer distorted the traffic the communication nobody could hear but Micaiah God had one he had one And I'm telling you, he's got you too. And he's going to raise up people that know his voice. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger, they won't follow. He's going to do it in your life. What's available to you today is what I just witnessed back there before service was in during worship. Minding my own business, thinking about Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And all of a sudden, I see this vision of when I was a little boy. And I got this driver's license from my grandpa and all of a sudden my grandpa was there. Now you might think that's crazy and I really don't care. You can be one of the 400. <laughs> <All right? laughs> I'm just telling you that that information that travels at that world and the information that's here is available for us today. Amen. It's available for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. You have to believe it because it's true. God's raising up Micaiahs all across the country. And there's things that have happened in your life in the last month or two months. And it caused you such heartache and pain that ripped the, the heart out of your, pe- your chest. And you said, my God, I couldn't I don't even know how. I'm still standing here. I'm still standing. Here. And you're going, oh, my God. And, and we'll probably never know the answers to those things until one day we get there. But I still know this. He that dwells in the secret place of the the, the Almighty, he that runs to the strong tower, is also safe. I know he's up here. And my picture of him is he's not concerned about an angel that brought deception to get rid of a king. So, you've got Iran and Hamas and Israel, you've got all these things that are happening. And you've got two people, that, two, 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 two different factions of life that are looking for this because they're fanatical about their views and their belief and their protection. One handles it different than the other. But you're looking at this thing going, "What? so what, what could have happened? What, what, if there was a Micaiah today, what would he see? Is this just happening and being played out in the world today and us be going, oh man, I wonder what's happening here? No, somebody can soar up here. Yeah, yeah. Because listen, as the shaking of the spirit happens worldly worldwide, it shakes the foundations of your life too. Oh,
1: amen.
0: Huntington shaking. Yeah. West Virginia shaking. The United States, Washington DC is rocking don't think they're not Rocky so it's not your persuasion one of the 400's it's what is he saying and one of the things I do know for sure and I'm going to keep pressing in until I see it I know for this for sure there's not a battle he's ever fought and if it gets worse it has to get better and God will protect his people he will protect you And all of this that we're facing in the world and in the church world and in our communities, our families, is one fight for one thing. It's for generations. That's why my grandpa saw. That's three generations. It's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. A three-stranded cord can't be easily broken. So you that have children or may not have children or maybe have spiritual children spiritual sons and spiritual daughters, there's three generations that's going to come through your loins. Spiritually. And that's about 80 years. 40 years is a generation. I just need to know, are you ready? Who wants the license to drive? It's blue for royal. Royalty. It's a kingdom. Are you ready?
1: Come on all over this room. Can you raise your hands to heaven? He is our God. He is the one true God. He is above all. He is in all. He is through all. Come on, worship him this morning.